0: Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Sequence is important. You'll hear me say that a lot. In the last few episodes, we've stepped through three parts of how you can develop. An emerging sense of yourself. Firstly, we talked about what I mean by the idea of both and, and why I think it is such an important worldview or mindset for leaders like us to adopt. We explored the aspects of human nature and the tendency to flip between extremes. But to avoid the messy, grey areas in the middle. I encouraged you to begin to start to home in more on what it is that you need and want, so that you can begin to move in the direction of a life that is uniquely yours and the creation of a legacy that feels aligned. And meaningful for you rather than a list of achievements that have meaning for others but don't resonate with you on a deep level. I acknowledge that you are someone who already has a lot on your plate and the juggle is real. The mental load is intense. And the idea of being asked to add another task to that list can feel overwhelming. So rather than jump straight in with a list of things you needed to do, we started by working to remove some of the noise and busyness, by getting clear on what really matters. It's only in clearing some space and freeing up some cognitive bandwidth that we can then begin the necessary explorations to make sure that we are filling our time with the things that help move us in the direction we ultimately want to go in. Secondly, After clearing some space, we began to place some strategies and tools around the old saying slow down to speed up, so that instead of infuriating you because you just want to get on with the real work, it drew you in and allowed you to pinpoint the things that give you joy, energy and flow. And thirdly, from a sequence point of view, we got real with ourselves about the fact that we are not one-dimensional creatures. I shared with you some of my contradictions, and I encouraged you to think through the ways that you currently name and talk about yourself, and see if those names are serving you, or if it's time to come up with a more accurate naming of yourself that embraces the fullness of who you are rather than boxes you into being one thing that exhausts you and constrains your brilliance from showing up in the world. Today, I want to begin what will be a lifelong journey if you choose to embark on it in a genuine way that is the journey of understanding your values and the role they play in your life those of you who know me well will know that this is a topic i am quite passionate about my upbringing which wove together judeo-christian thought and ancient greek philosophy has heavily shaped How I look at the world and how I think about the role values play. In the last 15 years, I've been influenced by the work of Patrick Lencioni and used his approach to values in my work with hundreds of business leaders and entrepreneurs around the world. The angle I want to explore with you today is dipping our toe in the water to begin to see When we or others are naming things as core values that are in fact aspirational. The reason this is so important is that without differentiating between core values and aspirational values, our good intentions around seeking to live in alignment with our values and communicate those to our team customers, and all we engage with, can end up backfiring. Let me give you an example. Recently, I was involved with a group who were very vocal about diversity being a core value and a central driver of importance for them as an organisation. They spoke about it openly and often, at first and made initial moves to attempt to demonstrate the important position it would play in the organisation. They also spoke at length about another deeply held value, the way in which leaders and entrepreneurs needed to have the strength of character to cope with criticism and discern when to take that criticism and feedback on board, and when to continue on regardless, focused on the path ahead. These two aspects were spoken about as core to who the organisation was. Yet, over time, when situations emerged where if those things were in fact core, they would have been naturally demonstrated in the behaviour decisions and priorities of the organisation. Instead, the opposite proved true. Where critical milestones or opportunities to speak up and provide a platform for diversity emerged, they were silent, or at least slow to act. As the team grew, the diversity did not. When people brought the topic up, they were received with hostility and defensiveness. Interestingly, the same played out in relation to the commentary around leaders and entrepreneurs needing to engage with feedback. While on a surface level, many opportunities were provided for surveys and feedback. When real issues were raised, and customers offered to engage in conversations to unpack these issues further, they were met again with hostility, defensiveness, and a complete inability or unwillingness to engage in a conversation. The impact and the customers they lost as a result were far worse because of the way these two areas had been presented as core, meaning that the experience of such a disconnect was jarring for customers and provoked a strong backlash. For those interacting with the organisation, they experienced a complete mismatch between what the organisation said and what they did. If they had never mentioned diversity was so central and important to them, they may have received some feedback or commentary on how they could improve when they failed to prioritise this, but they would not have been judged as harshly. If they had not been so vocal about the importance of learning to take feedback and criticism, then they would not have been held to such a high standard when they failed to listen and engage with feedback they did not want to hear. And yet, by claiming these things as core, when they were in fact aspirational at best, they undermined their integrity and therefore the trust of those that interacted with them. Now this is not an isolated incident. I have seen this over and over again in my dealings with organisations and leaders over the last two decades. All of us will have examples of people or organisations that come to mind who talk a big game but don't deliver. Depending on the area, the consequences and seriousness can vary. But regardless, taking the time... To not make a claim or position something either publicly or within your organisation as a core value or of central importance if it in fact is not yet reflected in the way you behave and make decisions is a really important thing to do. To help you feel equipped To put this more powerful approach into practice in your own life, I'm going to briefly give you an overview of the way Patrick Lencioni talks about core values and aspirational values. Core values are the small number of values, usually somewhere between two to four, that describe behavioural traits that are inherent in your organisation. These are things that do not change over time and already exist. That piece is really important. They have to already exist. Now, because of the centrality of core values and the fact that they are not simply matters of convenience but are instead things that you as an organisation Would be willing to suffer or take a hit for. Lencioni says that they should be used to guide every aspect of an organisation, from hiring and firing to strategy and performance management. There is a great sense check that he uses around core values, which is that you ask yourself can you very quickly come up with examples where you have a tendency to take these things too far. If you can't think of multiple examples easily, then it is unlikely that the area you have named is a core value. You may have heard me speak about this before in relation to some of the values from my family growing up, like independence or work ethic. If you were to ask me or my husband For examples of me taking those things too far, unfortunately, the list would be long and the examples would come quite easily. I can be self-contained in a way that is difficult for others when it comes to my independence going too far. I could be obsessive and exhausting for myself and others when it comes to work ethic having a tendency to go too far. So use that sense check when you look at what you've articulated for yourself or your organisation related to core values and see whether in fact the things you've stated are already deeply present and embedded in how you operate. Are they things that you would not let go of easily and where you can see your tendency to sometimes take those things too far? Now shifting gears, aspirational values on the other hand, are the characteristics you want to have. You either wish you already had them or when you look forward into the future and think about your strategy or where you want to go as either an individual or an organisation, you know that these are the values that would need to be present In order for you to succeed in the future, they are the qualities that you're aspiring to adopt. So they do not have to be present already. They don't have to be natural or inherent in how you are currently set up, work, or operate as an organization. It is critical not to name these as core values because when you do, and someone hears you referring to them as a core value, but then does not see them in how you behave, you undermine your trustworthiness and integrity in the eyes of that person. Now, I know that this is a lot to process, and your mind may be running off in all kinds of directions. So let's do an exercise to bring our thoughts to ground. This is important because I don't want you to walk away from listening to this and say, oh, that was interesting, but then go on with your day as if nothing has changed. I want this to soak in and begin to show up in how you operate in the world, how you become more intentional and thoughtful about the power of your words and how you present things and the way that that comes back to you in often unintended ways that can be completely at odds with what you had hoped to occur. So if you can, find a quiet spot and centre yourself for a moment as we do this exercise. I want you to slow down for just a moment and put your other thoughts Worries and responsibilities on ice. They will be faithfully waiting for you when you re-engage, I promise. So take some deep breaths and connect in with your body and how you're feeling in this current moment. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in and out. If you stop for a moment, can you think of times where an organisation you've worked with or for has named something as a core value that was at odds with how they behaved and made decisions? How did that make you feel about them? Just sit with that for a little while. Think through what was said or done, how you felt and what you did in response. Did it change the way you looked at the organisation? Did it make you sceptical when they claimed something was important later? Did you talk to other people about the disconnect between what the organisation said and did? So just reflect on that. Think of a time or times where an organisation Named something as a core value that was at odds with how they behaved and made decisions? And how did that make you feel? Now, if you're feeling brave, look at yourself. Are there areas where you have been vocal or public about things that you believe in, prioritise or hold as core values that are probably more reflective of aspirational values than core? This may feel a little uncomfortable and require you to squirm in your seat for a moment and resist the urge to move on quickly. This doesn't just have to be in a work context. Are there areas, whether professional or personal, where you have been vocal or public about things that you believe in, prioritise or hold as core values, that if I looked at your behaviour would seem at odds? If you have areas like that, here's an exercise using an example of what you could do with your team or customers to begin to reset where you got off on the wrong foot. This example is framed around an organisation that has claimed that innovation was a core value, but its employees and customers are feeling unsettled because they have not only not experienced that as true, but they have felt the exact opposite to be true in how the organisation operates. Your example will be different, but see if this is helpful. Be open and honest with them and say something like, I have realised that I positioned innovation as a core value of our organisation. And you may have found that a little confusing Given how we currently operate and our history as quite a conservative, risk averse company, I wanted to talk to you about why I think innovation is so important, but also to reframe it, not as a core value, but as an aspirational value. Because while we know it is going to be critical for us to step into a more innovative culture that takes risks and tries new things, We are far from innovative at this particular moment in time. So the way that I have framed that is simply a way of opening up a conversation that allows you to reframe as aspirational something that you misnamed as core and begin to heal the damage that you've done and actually build more integrity and trust because you have been honest and vulnerable in the process and demonstrated you are open to grow and learn. After you've opened up the conversation, unpack your reasons for wanting to be innovative, why it's important, what you think it will do for you as an organisation and for your customers as they interact and are served by you. Lay out for your team and customers Some of the concrete steps you are taking to embed a more innovative culture and ask them for feedback as you go on this journey. An honest articulation of an aspirational goal is far more inspiring than wishful thinking, naming of core values that are completely at odds with how you or your organisation currently operate. Before we wrap up, And you get swept back up into your day. I'd love for you to take a few moments now to just really sit with the personal aspects of this topic and make sure you have drawn out the ways they are playing out in your life. Whether in a work context or a personal one, where are you currently claiming something as core that your behaviour, priorities, and decision making? would demonstrate is aspirational at best? Who would you need to talk to in order to rectify that situation? And how would you go setting that conversation up? Is it a casual conversation? A team meeting? An email? A blog or a podcast episode? Whatever it is for you, This could be a great first step in you demonstrating in your leadership style that you not only don't have all the answers, but that you are confident enough in yourself that you're willing to admit when you get it wrong. Part of my hope for you as we go on this journey together is that you find regular moments of insight into yourself that create opportunities for you to step more fully into both knowing yourself and living in alignment with that. Deeply understanding your values takes time, and I'd love to do more of that work with you, so please feel free to get in touch if you're interested. But regardless of whether you choose to work with me formally, Or you simply keep listening to and watching the content I'm putting out into the world. Please know that even the reflection you've done today and the actions you take on the back of listening to this will move you in the direction you're wanting to go. If you do these exercises, reflect and then act, I promise that you will be trending in the direction of the desired outcome of a more aligned and fulfilling life that is uniquely yours. As you do this, remember there is no one right answer. It is about the exploration of what resonates for you, unearthing and bringing into the light the fullness of your brilliance and unique genius in going deeper on your journey towards a both-and worldview, I hope that you find yourself in new ways that allow you to flourish. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham you know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers.